Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 357. I'm Sean. Joined with me on the first podcast of the new year, we have Operator. You sound like you're in the middle of the ocean right now. <laughs> I, I apologize. It's it's not great, but uh, we're 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 figuring it out. It's hard to get testing in here. We don't have an unlimited uh, budget, although it's, you know, New Year, so the yep. budget the budget rolls over. I don't know, um, but we're gonna have a better solution next week. Uh, but we still have a phone based audio. Technical difficulties on my 14 year old laptop. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna figure out some solutions here, but uh, I think you can still hear them. It kind of feels like old times. I don't know. Yeah, kind of. You know, we're in the uh, nostalgia days of recording in the garage or something. We also have Tony Cast. Yes, uh, thank you. I'm here also. Happy New Year, Andy. Andy <clears throat> got on a roll there. But I mean, I, I, talking I, about how my setup sucks. He actually though he was thinking what I was thinking because I remember when I mean when you were talking it was like ooh it's. It might be a little rough for the listeners on this episode. It was honestly better when you called in from your apartment before. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'd go outside, Sean, and call <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah. Well, that one was with my AirPods. I don't even have that with me. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get it figured out. Uh, I'm gonna. We're gonna work on the iPad. I think next week, before that'll be. Uh, but yeah, this is our first podcast of the new year. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed our best of show last week and certainly go back and listen if you missed it, if you're traveling as well. Uh, it never fails to disappoint. It's it's wonderful. Uh, did I say that right? I don't know. But never fails to disappoint. <clears throat> yeah, that was a good yes. episode. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, so, yeah, check it out. Share with a friend. Uh, that was 356, the best of 2023. But got a, a few good things to get through uh, on today's podcast. We're going to start off with our, uh, our break and New Year's uh, and all that fun stuff. You guys want to kick things off? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll lead things off here. Yeah, we had a, you know, it was Christmas break. It was a, you know, good good stuff for me, I guess. I mean, I know on uh, like the day before Christmas Eve, I went to the Chargers-Bills game, which was a good time. And then on Christmas Eve itself, um, just went to um, Aunt's house with my cousin. I hung out with my cousin and her husband and her twin boys a lot over the Christmas break. Uh, as my dad doesn't really do anything for Christmas, he likes to just kind of kick it at home. And then my uh, mother um, lives in Las Vegas now, so hung out with them and my aunt. So we went over to her house on uh, Christmas Eve and then on Christmas night, I uh, went over to my cousin's uh, on her the side that I'm not related to her, her uh, dad, who's no longer my uncle, his uh, brother's house. And uh, but also he is a family friend of ours, even before uh, they all got married. It's uh, all a confusing story. But uh, so I'm basically like family over there as well. So went over there. It was a it was a good time. <clears throat> uh, but, you know, unfortunately for me, I actually had to work on the 26th and I actually had a, a lot of things to do at work on the 26th as a. Uh, Producer Luke, who's my boss, was out of town, and then there was like big tree trimming jobs that needed to be getting done, which I knew was going to be an absolute nightmare, which it was. But uh, yeah, other than that, like my Christmas was good, and then uh, New Year's this last weekend was uh, enjoyable. Uh, went to just kind of kept it casual. Went to a house party for a little bit, and then brought in the New Year at uh, the post. Which you know, where else would I bring in the New Year? Uh, you know, I'm not really. You know, I've never been very big on New Year's Eve. I don't know why. I've just never been a huge fan of it. I've just just never liked the hype of it. I don't know why, um, but yeah. Uh, what about uh, what about you guys? How was your holiday break? Yeah, I think the, the New Year's part is it's it's more difficult. I know all of us are more <clears throat> early now than late. Um, it's it's tough. I mean, I I I start falling asleep uh, at like ten o'clock sometimes. I mean, you saw me last night. I was falling asleep during the yeah. Texas game. I mean, I was exhausted also, uh, and that was so yeah. It's 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 more of a challenge now making till midnight where before where it's like it's more of a challenge falling asleep before two a.m. Now it's like the opposite. Um, so that's yeah, it's not. I don't think I ever want to do anything again on New Year's. Yeah, it's not really unless something really something for free that I don't have to drive to opens up. I, you know, I'm fine not really celebrating it much. Um, 
but yeah, we had a nice two weeks off here. Um, and I like that we had, I mean, we, we worked hard <clears throat> two weeks ago. We worked really hard. We had to record our two normal ones and the best. Yeah, we did a, a three, uh, three a three parter. A lot of eggnogs. Uh, you know, not, not <clears throat> the easiest morning the next morning for me. Um, but yeah, it was worth it. And I'm, yeah, my, uh, my New Year's Eve, I, I celebrated the London one, I suppose. Uh, I didn't even stay up for the New York one. Um, I heard the fireworks going on for my Newton 9, but I think I was I turned the lights off and hit the sleep uh, mode on my watch about 8.45 or 8.50. Going into it. Yeah, that's impressive. Uh, woke up and went on for, went on for a, a lovely walk at a castaway park in Newport Beach up on the hill. Oh, yeah, I've been there. Hill. Yeah. That was my first time. It was wonderful. Took the dog and... Uh, that was nice. People are friendly in those areas. So when you pass them, you, you say hi. They fly you versus just keeping their head down, and nothing happened. Uh, so it was a nice, uh, relaxing morning. Also, the most disappointing part of you know the world we live in today. I got there on a wide open road, and I got home on a wide open road. And this was a a Monday morning, but everyone was still asleep. So it just shows you how far you can travel. When everyone stays home, <laughs> travel far and you can travel quickly when no yeah. one's on the road. Well, yeah, I didn't mention in the other episode, maybe I should. Um, I also went to Los Angeles for a sporting event. Um, and when I was doing the uh, checking the maps, I mean, like, okay, how long do you think this will take to get there? Uh, from my parents' house, Crypto Arena is only 35 miles. And it's just like, it seems like it's four hours away. Like, yeah, oh, an hour and a half drive. But uh, no, it's only thirty-five miles. So uh, even with a, you know, not traffic on on the Saturday before Christmas, there, uh, you know, only took forty-five minutes. Uh, not bad, and it was nice getting down there. I like even even though LA is, I don't know, you guys don't like it. No, <laughs> um, it's still a city, and it, it was a city at Christmas. And um, I have to say, they have. You think it's a pile of shit? I haven't been down there in in years. Um, it's getting. Better and better. Like it, it was where we where we parked, um, like six blocks from Crypto or something, has really improved. And it's like a nice neighborhood. They had a farmer's market right there. Everyone's walking their dogs. It feels like a nice, nice city in that little area. Now you go four blocks west and or east, it's already a little dicey over there. But uh yeah, I was I was impressed with the with the city there. Um and it does. It does feel nice to be in a city on Christmas, even if it's not snowing or anything. But um, the other thing that might be the last time I see the Clippers play in that arena, right? Oh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah I, don't, I don't think I would ever go to a Clippers Lakers game, uh, a road game. Because uh, looking forward to that, the new one coming out that, next year. The new but, arena will be fun to go to. Yeah, um, and I also did. I sat in the the press row, which was never been there. Um, so it's like the middle, the middle part. Of I don't think I've ever been to. Oh no, I have. I've been to a Kings game. So I've never been to a Lakers game. Normal seats, but you know, you get to walk around. It's carpeted outside and stuff. I don't know, um, but you know, I've been I've been gone to probably thirty Clippers games and never uh, been there, and I never will again because <laughs> I hate the Lakers. Okay. Yeah, I did also see some people. So that that game was Clippers Celtics. Uh, was at noon. Uh, there were a number of people with Bills gear on, and I was like, "Oh, they're going to do a twofer. That'll be that'll be a nice little day right there." Um, SoFi is only, you know, twenty miles south of uh, Crypto Arena there, so you could could do both games. But pretty good, yeah. So that was the highlight, I guess, of my holiday. The Clippers lost by forty five points, so oh. it all worked out great. Yeah. But Congratulations. The, <laughs> that doesn't matter in this episode. Maybe in the other episode it would have mattered. But. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's about the fun you... Exactly. Well, we're going to move on. Uh, I tried to make this a game, but it's, it's not so much going to be a game as a did-you-know kind of a thing. Uh, in, because of the holiday that we just had of, of New Year's Eve, it's traditionally staying out late and uh, boozing uh, with uh, friends and family and then traveling back home. It's got to be a big moneymaker for the cops. So we're looking at celebrities who have at least one DUI. Try to find a list of celebrities with the most DUIs. 
but uh, I mostly just found lists of the same celebrities, and some of them might have two. Doesn't seem like you can find you know, this celebrity has twelve or, or anything. Like that. So uh, I have a list of thirty. We can kind of run through them. Uh, most of them you probably remember them getting a DUI or two. Uh, Justin Bieber, number one on the oh, list. Oh, I didn't know him. Mel Gibson is a big one. That's a big one right there. Oh yeah, we'll get there. Settle down. <laughs> so he was pulled over uh, for racing in 2014 in Miami. I think that was around his uh, little spree of like peeing into a mop bu- uh, bucket and whatnot. So uh, I think he's settled down. But he's got one. Keanu Reeves, 1993 mm. in L.A. Also, most of them are in Los Angeles. That's where the celebrities live. I don't know if you knew that, but not all of the time, and they're allowed to live other places. <laughs> um, but he avoided charges after allegedly admitting to driving under the influence. Now, this one comes without surprise. Lindsay Lohan. She does have. You, I believe, 2007. That's a big one. Chloe Kardashian, also 2007. Uh, a part of the family, Scott Disick. No one knows why he's rich, but he is rich. He wants to look like he's from American. What? <laughs> American Psycho, and that's the. Oh. Yeah, <clears throat> I just heard he's he wants, eighteen. He wants that, to look he, like he's from America. I, like, I think he is. No, American Psycho. <laughs> so he got a DUI when he was eighteen. Ouch. Uh, all right, this one I remember when this happened. Vince Vaughn, twenty eighteen. It's hard. Uh, nineteen ninety seven. Towards the end of his peak as uh, Tim the Tool Man Taylor. Tim Allen, charged with DUI in hmm. Missouri, or Michigan. Flow Rider, from 21. Paris Hilton, I think everyone remember that. It was uh, on her way to an In-N-Out Burger, 2006. Misha Barton, <clears throat> 2007. Well, she probably had, like, uh, uh, she breathed in alcohol or something. She was a very small person. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Um, Michelle Rodriguez, she could have just been driving uh, she got fast fired. and reckless for her movie. She got fired from Lost because of that. It was very famous. Because the, oh. the, the people of Hawaii were like, we don't want anyone on the roads that's drunk, so you got to fire her or else we won't let you film here anymore. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think she did a bunch of Fast and Furious movies, didn't she? Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't do street racing with Vin Diesel while drunk, or maybe that's the only way to do it. Yeah. Uh, Nicole Richie, I think that's just uh, by proxy to Paris Hilton. Yeah. She was pulled over in 2003 and then again in 2006 for DUIs. And in 2006, <laughs> driving on the wrong side of the freeway in California. Yeah, Whoa. that's rough. Uh, Jamie Prexley, don't believe of any relation to Elvis. 2011. Amanda Bynes, Tiger Woods. John Stamos, Tony. Oh, no. Of the same okay. country in 2015. Wait, when did you say he got his? Uh, I'm driving under the influence of a drug in 2015. Hey, I got uh, I got mine in 2015. <laughs> were you guys next to each other? Yeah, maybe. Something? We were leaving the same Greek restaurant. They were yeah. over serving that night. Uh, Jeffrey Donovan. Uh, pulled over in Miami. You might know him from Burn. I thought that was going a different direction. What do you say? <laughs> Jeffrey oh. Donovan. I was like, oh, shit. Jeffrey Donovan probably did have a yeah. DUI. He was a big drinker. He's not a celebrity, though. Oh, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> he definitely is. They yeah, just made a whole Netflix special about him. Yeah. Uh, the mistake I made tonight was drinking Benadryl with three glasses of wine. That's uh, his quote. Don't do that. Nick Carter yeah, was pulled over uh, for a DUI in 20, uh, 2005 in Huntington Beach. Ooh. And he's from the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. And his brother's the one that uh, did his, Yeah. His brother also got one in 2017. 
mm-hmm. in uh, I think it was Georgia. Yeah, Georgia. Sarah Abraham from Team Mom, 2003, in Nebraska. So not all of them are in Los Angeles. And almost twice the legal limit. Shia LaBeouf, 2008. Craig Robinson, oh, Pineapple Craig. Express or Tony's Favorite Hot Tub Time Machine, yeah. 2008, and, Culver and City. The Office, too. Pretty popular in that show. Uh, the officer said the actor had ecstasy and methamphetamine. Oh, he likes to party. So officer said he was uh, under the influence of amphetamines, cocaine, cannabis, charged with drug possession and misdemeanor to you are. Mel Gibson, Andy's uh, oh, yeah. waiting for this moment. It's a good one. Uh, yeah. Malibu in 2006, and he blamed it on the Jews. <laughs> Michael Phelps. I mean, uh, don't recall this one, but yeah, I guess he was, was driving 84 in a 45 zone in 2014. Oh, I was going to say, there's, he, yeah, he got caught doing pot when he was in college. And I remember like, that. People were like, hey, you're an American hero. You can't do that. Now, who yeah. gives a shit? Uh, Kevin Hart. I don't believe that one. He's too small to drive. <laughs> That's, yeah, go get him. Uh, Mike Tyson. Uh, <laughs> uh, nor is Lamar Odom. Oh, that's just sad. Didn't mean. Chris Pine, DUI in New Zealand. I don't even know they drove Ooh. cars over there. Uh, 2014, passing a DUI check. Leaving a rap party for Zia's for Zechariah. Debbie Ryan, I guess she is a Disney Channel actress. 2016. Chris Solis, he's a Bachelor star. So that's what happens when you go on that show. Yeah, you should. I think you need one to be on The Bachelor. And that rounds out that list 30. Um, beware. Uh, I think the average price like $10,000 for a DUI. It depends, like everything else that goes along with it. Like, if you think, like, <clears throat> you know, if anything was. I mean, I guess so, like, the big part is getting a lawyer and stuff. Like, thankfully for me, I had a family friend who was my lawyer. So it was a, I didn't even have to like pay him really. I think he ended up just, you know, I think it was like a couple hundred bucks. Like he Pro basically bono. just. Pro What? <laughs> Pro bono? Oh no. I thought you said, oh no, no. <laughs> but he just did. Oh no, no. Oh yeah. He just did it as like a favor. And then uh, I, uh, I got it down to a wet and reckless from a DUI. So my fine to the court was only like. 950 bucks or something like that and then after that it was like you know classes that was like 10 week class that was like 700 bucks or something and then it was like you know mothers against drunk driving meeting that you had to go to which was like 75 bucks and then it was like you know so it's all the things that accumulate like you know having to get your license back after it gets suspended and shit like that there's the time sink there's the insurance rates yeah that too all kinds of stuff that so I think it's like yeah reckless the that sounds stuff. like a cover band that plays in like downtown Fullerton. Yeah, I, I could see that. Like a bar in Santa Ana or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I definitely get what you're talking about there. <laughs> All right, well, shall we move on to serious subjects like Steamboat Willie? Sure, yeah. This is a, the biggest story in the world right now. So we're into a new year, which means new things are in the public domain. Uh, including Steamboat Willie. Not Mickey Mouse, but Steamboat Willie. So uh, that's the original Mickey Mouse cartoon from Disney. 1929. Yeah, maybe you would think, would it, is it, so it's 95 years then? Is how long I, think that's, I think that's how it works. Yeah, so this has been something that Disney's been worried about for a while. Um, just trying to like change the laws and... You know, do do little things to make it not. Oh God! It's not over. Oh God! <laughs> what? Happened? Oh God! He kicked his water bottle oh, over. Yeah. What is happening in there? <laughs> I, I kicked my water bottle down. Andy, but it, <laughs> hands off the table. Jesus! I kicked my water bottle down on accident, and it was a. Uh, but it's got a lid and everything, but I, I think we're, we're just, yeah. we're shell-shocked in here. We've spilled no, so many drinks no. in here that anything yeah. that falls down. 
to me, it sounded like an aphrodisiac for Andy talking about Steamboat Willie. <laughs> All right, can I get back to Steamboat Willie here? You can keep it in if Japan. You can handle it. In the public domain. Yeah. All right. So it's in the public domain. Cartoon Mouse that later became Mickey at some point. Um, and um, if you pay attention to the last couple years, there's been a trend of taking advantage of the public domain in different areas. Uh, one of the prime examples was last year, there was the Winnie the Pooh horror movie yeah. where Winnie the Pooh stalks teenagers or something in the woods and knifes them or something. I don't know. Uh, looked looked horrible and everyone who's ever seen it said that it is a, it's a horrible film. Just a cheap little cash grab. Um, well, people like that idea and they're going, they're going for more here and there are already two projects in the works. One, one completed. Uh, one that's coming out in a, in a few months. There's already a trailer. They put the trailer out yesterday Knowing that, okay, we can get this done already. Um, and then uh, another one was announced today. Hasn't been filmed yet, but uh, from the people who made the the Grinch one. Do you guys remember seeing that? There was a Grinch oh, that sounds horror familiar. movie uh, that came out. Um, oh. And that that one, that's the second Mickey Mouse one. Uh, it said it has a couple producers from Terrifier 2, but uh, that's producers. That could be anyone. It's not the main talent there, but... Um, I think that Grinch one w- was looked pretty bad too, um, but yeah, you can go check them out. I forgot what it was called, Mickey's Mickey's Mouse Trap or something like that. Yeah, uh, was the I was think it was just called yeah, Mouse Trap. Mickey's yeah, because yeah. you can't call it Mickey or something. You know, you got to call it something else. Um, but it it looks kind of like a Five Nights at Freddy's ripoff. Some kids that have it looks terrible <laughs> get locked in the arcade and a guy with a mouse costume kills them. It's like I think they're actually on a boat. I don't know about that. This, I think it terrorizes a ferry or something. This opened on a on a uh, carnival, so maybe maybe the second one is going to be on the boat. That would make more sense. Um, hmm. But this first one with the trailer was just like filmed at an abandoned David Buster's. There's like yeah, I mean you could even oh. see like the machines on there, claw games and stuff. But uh, yeah, looks looks horrible. Um, but I don't know if I encourage this. I think public domain is neat and interesting, but I don't think you need to do. This, I mean, there's so much. So, yeah, there's so not much every more. not every story needs to be told. Well, I mean, a lot of these public domain stories they are told over and over and over. That's why there's four thousand Robin Hoods, um, but we haven't gotten yeah, like Robin not, Hood demon archer or anything like that yet. Don't give them any ideas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As I say that, I'm sure there is. We just it's, it. Ridley Scott's not making uh, Robin Hood demon archer. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that'll be watched by the U.S. What about Prime Video ads? What are we talking about? So uh, Prime Video will be adding ads to their content January 29th. So uh, I guess good for them not doing it January 1st, uh, trying to trick you. It's like, oh, you don't, you're not. When it comes out, you're not going to feel like it's a new thing for the year. It just kind of happened. Um, but yeah, so all their. That's- all the for things everyone? Yes, for everyone. Uh, you can get out of the ads for an extra $2.99 a month. So okay. uh, it sucks. That's the way they're doing it. Like Netflix did the thing where like <sighs> you can get a cheaper version with ads and then they just raise prices over the years to the point where the ad version costs as much as the uh, old non-ad version. But like this was just like, you know, yeah, give us an extra three bucks from what you're already paying and you can not have ads. So uh, I'll so finish Reacher before that is what. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in seeing what these ads are like. I feel like a lot of these ones aren't that bad. Um, and I'm not paid to like say that one or two. Yeah, I'm not being paid to say that, but like Peacock is pretty reasonable with their ads. Like if it's a movie, they're like, here's four minutes of ads, and then you can watch the whole movie. Um, so I'll have to see how yeah, my video nice. treats it. Uh, but it is yeah, that's just the future. These companies all decided. Like, hey, it's cool. It's streaming. There's no commercials. Remember commercials? Those suck. And then they're just like, actually, we like money. So commercials. Yeah. Um, but now you know all the cool products you can have and all what banks exist and stuff. And it's all just here. Take this and you won't be fat anymore. Take this and you won't have AIDS anymore. Uh, it sounds like all a good thing. medicine. <laughs> it's all obnoxious. Walmart <clears throat> has some of the worst commercials on the planet. They're like dumb music. 
Yeah, commercials really irritate me. So I do like when they just load yeah, up in the front and then you can. A good friend of mine, his dad would always, he was big into watching like baseball and stuff. So he'd always have like, like it was one of those layouts where it was uh, like, we're in like the living room and then like there's like family room, whatever you want to call it right next, but it was like open. So he had a TV in there and his computer and then we'd be in there and no matter what, every time a commercial came on, just automatic mute. This was back before streaming. This would have been like early, like, you know, early 2010s, like somewhere between 2010 and like, probably between 2009 and 2011. No, I'm oh, I mute all day long. My dad is the biggest muter on the planet. Uh, I mute that stuff because also the commercials are twenty percent louder than the regular, you know, show you're watching. So it's just yelling at you. I, I want to see what kind of ads we're going to get because uh, you know Amazon's quality control isn't what it used to be. Uh, have you ever, if you've been shopping on there lately, a lot of things not from Amazon that you don't know about until the last minute. Um, so you might get some really weird shit on there. Some like Norwegian oh. ads or something. Pretty good. Yeah. Buy some new claws. Or, or like, what if you just get like, remember Comedy Central ads after 10, 10 p.m.? This is like Girls Gone Wild just, or Girls Gone Wild Viagra yeah, or something. Dick pills. I'm just like, hey, your dick could be bigger. I'm like, hey, I'm 14. Like, let me, give me some time. I'm just trying <laughs> to watch South Park. Yeah, well, that commercial with like, was his name Bob or something? And it was like really dumb, like kind of. Oh, that was just a regular. That was on like Channel Five and like during the normal times. Yeah, that one that wasn't even explicit. But that's what it was for, wasn't it? Well, yeah, like he was he had a smile on his face. That was the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, and it was like meet Bob. Or... Yeah, he takes pills now, and right. he's he can get hard. Like okay. Oh what? <laughs> Available at Texaco. <laughs> That was a commercial. And then there's the people that, that sat in bathtubs next to each other. There's another one of them. Like, what's this about? Oh, the old people? Yeah, I don't know what this is about. Like, that's what sex is like for old people? I guess. Okay. You get Two ma- bathtubs. matching bathtubs. Uh, but yeah, maybe those that will get old ads too. That would be interesting. Bezos just showing us 90s ads. Oh, yeah. The vault. Mm-hmm. Surge energy. But yeah, that'll, Interesting. Be, that'll well, be January 29th. So yeah, if you got wanna, a few weeks, yeah, want to avoid them, get your watching in now. All right, let's uh, let's hear about Joe Coy. Uh, so we talked about the Golden Globes a few weeks ago, and you know, okay, they're back. They were back last year, but now they're back again. And do they matter? Do people care? Uh, I think they had a hard time trying to find a host because it's hard to find a host, anyways, for these shows. Uh, but then also when it's the Golden Globes, it's a little less relevant. But uh. They found someone interesting, uh, Joe Coy, the comedian. Uh, not someone who's big in Hollywood. He did have a movie out I, I last him. year. He's, I've, I've enjoyed the clips I've heard from his stand-ups. Yeah, I mean, he's been around for, for a while here, but kind of unconventional, I would say, uh, <laughs> as, a, as a host. But yeah, it's good good opportunity, I guess, for him. Uh, but that is, that is this weekend already, the Golden Club. So uh, if you want to check him out and we'll see what he does. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know. Can you? It's no longer the foreign press, I don't believe. So, you know, like when Rick Gervais would go on there and be like, you guys are all pedophiles and everyone would laugh. Um, I don't know. It's, I don't think it's going to be that this time. But uh, it is happening. And it is this weekend. That's on TV? Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't think it's on NBC anymore. And NBC has Sunday Night Football this week, I would assume. So, uh, yeah. Someone will watch it, I suppose. All right, let's hear about Jack Black. I think this is a big deal for someone. So Golden Globes are on CBS now. There you go. So you can't. Uh-huh. So you're going to skip 60 minutes. It's too bad. Um, but yeah, Jack Black is signing up for the Minecraft movie, which had uh, been announced before, uh, starring a man named Jason Momoa, who uh, he'll come up later in this podcast. But uh, So Black is joining Momoa in this movie, uh, directed by... Uh, Jared Hess is his name, uh, director of Napoleon Dynamite way back when, but also Nacho Libre. So he has some uh, some experience with Jack Black, and uh, that, that was, that's a solid movie right there. Uh, I don't know what this is going to be, but Jack Black is already he was in a video game movie last year, made a lot of money called Super Mario Brothers. Oh yeah, uh, he filmed a video game movie called Borderlands, which is supposed to come out this year at some point. Now he's going to do another one. I think he I think he knows. I feel like he has children. And kind of knows, like, hey, I can just be on these video game movies and be super popular and be Jack Black and not have to try very hard and still be funny. So, uh, 
that's that's the next one for him. Uh, but yeah, nice little career he's got. Now I don't know what kind right. of story you can get out of a Minecraft movie. Like I'm, I, I don't I even played. I've never game. played. I have no idea what that is. It's super. It's one of the most popular things in the world. Aren't they like blocks? Yeah, it's like Legos, but like in they, a game. They come to life. And then yeah, at night they come to life. Wait, really? I think so. Oh shit. <laughs> What would be like going back on things like what would be like the video games you guys played as kids? What would have been your favorite one to see turn into a movie? I think they're doing it now already. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, Twisted Metal as a TV show. Well, I think like a, what about Zelda? A cool they're doing that. Yeah, are they? Yeah, they did Mario. Now they're gonna do Zelda next. So. They should because Zelda's the most they claim it's the most popular game of all time. Uh, who claims that? They. Larry King or something? No, like, go Google it right now. I say most popular video games of all time. You will see Zelda, The Legend oh, of Zelda, like Ocarina game, of yeah. Time, like in the top, at least once upon a time. Maybe now things like... I think Mario was always pop- more popular, but... We're going to have to Google this here, Andy. Yeah. You got your Final Fantasy. That was a movie that no one watched. Me. Um, Pokemon. Including me. Pokemon, yeah. Pokemon has a lot of stuff. They have a movie and they Well, got there's stuff that cartoons. was based off video games that were successful that based off movies, right? Like Goldeneye didn't... Oh, yeah. That movie came first. Oh, yeah, definitely. James Bond is not based on a video game, I'll tell you that. Okay. But, yeah, Minecraft is, like... <clears throat> so, the thing about Minecraft, it was huge in, like, 2009, I want to say, with, like, four-year-olds. But if you're four in 2009, you're, like, an adult already. So, um, similar to, like, the, the Five Nights at Freddy's thing, where it's, like, that thing... No one thought that was going to make very much money, and it made... 150 million or something because like it was super popular with kids 15 years ago and now they can buy movie tickets so uh i would imagine <laughs> this will be a, a big success so another another one for jack black there but that is that is the trend now well do we want to talk about the annual box office yeah uh just just really quick maybe we could do a deeper dive uh later on on some of the stuff but uh, the year is closed. 2023 is over. So we have some final numbers now on uh, the total box office. There's still some 2023 movies out there making money. So it's hard to do like uh, who, who are the biggest movies of the year. But uh, just at, from a total. Uh, okay, that was quarter one. Sorry, I had the wrong sheet open. Uh, in 2023, movies made $8.9 billion. So that is up. From 2022, so it's 21% higher than 2022. Yet, you know how much money movies made in 2019 collectively? Now, so this past year was 8.9 billion. So, what do you think it was in 2019? Uh, Very close. 11.3 billion. Andy's asking me as I can look at the list. I know. (laughs) It's, you know. Yeah. Uh, So, we're still pretty far away, and you factor in inflation. We're pretty far away from how many tickets were being sold uh, versus 2019. So it's a good sign that 21% higher revenues this year. But uh, it's still, much, yeah, it's better at least in the last couple of years. Yeah, it's, it's going right. up, but it's like. But also, need, don't you think it has to do with the movies that are in theaters too? Like, I feel like since COVID, like a lot of theaters now go straight to like. that. That's the thing. I mean, a lot of movies go straight there. But I will tell you, I'd like to see, like, how quickly is Night Swim supposed to go to a. Uh, Cause I'd like to see that I don't one. Know who's putting it out? I should see. Um, I feel like it was like Peacock or like but you Paramount see, or something. Five hundred eighty-six movies <clears throat> got released in theaters last year. In twenty nineteen, that was nine hundred and ten. In twenty eighteen, that was nine hundred ninety-three. So there's just less movies coming to theaters now, and uh, so there are still some big hits. Obviously, we saw this summer some big hits, but uh, there's just less stuff overall, and a lot of stuff making, you know. 20 million over its run versus, you know, back in the day it might make 60 million, 70 million. Uh, so we are not back. The movies are not back. I don't think it will ever be back no, to I what don't it was. Think so either. Um, it'll be interesting. What, yeah, culturally, what's going to happen? Like, can these, can the services justify continuing to make movies if they're just not getting the money anymore? Um, but yeah, <clears throat> I mean, it's the same since we last talked about box office, it's still the same. Top 10 here, um, you know, Barbie, Super Mario, Gardens of the Galaxy, Oppenheimer. Um, but we did see some modest successes here in the, in the final quarter. Uh, Taylor Swift's movie actually was the, the highest grossing movie of quarter four. Yeah. Um, it. it might get passed eventually, but it made $180 million. Uh, That's pretty big. Uh, the Hunger Games prequel, which is like, who has interest? Does anyone care about Hunger Games? The answer is yes. 
Hunger Games were a big deal for people of a certain age, and uh, that made a hundred made one hundred sixty million so far. <clears throat> um, made more than that worldwide. Um, worldwide, so, why? <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's was a a big hit in the Q four, and then we also got a uh, Wonka. Wonka, I think, has made like one hundred fifty million, um, and I think we, we thought that would be a success when we saw that idea. It's like, hey. Willy Wonka means something to people. Timothy Chalamet yeah, is a like name I, that people know now. I remember even telling a guy that uh, like when he was like, oh, another Wonka's coming out. And I was like, well, the difference with this one is it's like it's it's how he became Willy Wonka. It's like his. And he's like, oh, actually, that's a pretty cool concept. Then he's like, I would be maybe interested in that. So it's like, yeah, I mean, that is what you kind of have to, to do. Yeah. And so, so Wonka came out like a week before Christmas and uh, movies have come out since. But Wonka is still number one right <clears throat> now. It's been the. The biggest movie of of the holiday season here, um, and it makes sense because it's a movie for the whole family. But uh, you know, Aquaman has not been that success. Um, it's been you know another another flop there for comic book movies, um, and then yeah, some of the other stuff hasn't done well. Like Ferrari, sadly, it's not not a big hit. Yeah, um, and then also the um, couple of animated movies that were big flops as well. So Disney did this movie. Wish, so another Disney original animated movie, and a lot of those usually do well, like Frozen and Moana. That that flopped, and then also uh, Illumination, the people who did the um, Despicable Me movies also did the Mario movie earlier this year. They did a movie called Migration that completely flopped, a movie about duck, talking ducks. So um, just a flop like- as well. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's really mixed with the box office, but... Um, I don't know. It's not going to, it shouldn't be better next year is the other thing because of the strike. A lot of things just didn't get finished. Not going to come out less stuff. Less movies are going to come out. Less big movies are going to come out. So that's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's scary if you uh, care about seeing movies in theaters like me, but that is, yeah. I mean, I think things are still going to get made. I think TV will exist forever, but uh, yeah, box office, not great. All right. Well, we're going to get into what we've been watching, but before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thequicklistleash.com. Head over to thequicklistleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. collar or harness. And when you plug in promo code... Tony. That is... T-O-N-Y. They're going to give you a 65% off the checkout because they're friends of the pod. So head over to thequiplessleash.com, plug in promo code TONY, 25% off at checkout. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. And New Year's resolutions are, uh, are here upon us, so we're walking with a new leash. All right, I, uh, I have two. All right, I, have, I only have five, and that's over two weeks, so that's pretty good. Yeah, pretty, yeah, I've, pretty I've, good. I've got three. Two will be really quick, and then one I'll, uh, you'll, you'll be excited to know I watched. Andy, want to do the honor? Yeah, so um, I watched uh, some movies in theaters it's over that were released over the holiday here. So I'll start with the uh, first one, probably one you don't know about, American Fiction. Uh, so this is starring uh, Jeffrey Wright and is about a an author who uh, is struggling, not finding success, and he sees uh, what sells for black authors and decides as a joke to write a, uh, a stereotypical black novel filled with uh you know gangsters and uh paternal disputes and that kind of stuff um and he gives it to his agents to submit to publishers as a joke saying like fuck these guys they don't like my stuff and well the publishers all love it and say oh this is a really speaking to the black experience and this is the kind of book we want out there and uh uh becomes becomes a hit and while he's you know and he's made up a fake author's name because he doesn't want it tied to him and everything. Um, but also at the same time, it's just kind of this story about a guy, a middle-aged guy uh, struggling his career and struggling with his family aging, his mom's aging and, you know, sibling relationships when you're an adult. Uh, it is a very good meta movie because it's basically about how a black author can't get normal stories. Uh, they can't, they don't resonate. Uh, what the public wants from a black author is something that is black. Um, a guy can't just write a book about his family struggles or anything. Uh, they want to hear about crime and stuff like that. 
Uh, I just thought it was a really brilliant movie. Uh, and Jeffrey Wright is, is great. Uh, Sterling K. Brown as his brother is really great in this as well. Um, but yeah, really just funny and interesting and, uh, yeah, very, very happy. I watched this one, uh, American fiction, what's called. It's very limited release. Um, but I'm sure it'll be on Peacock or something soon enough. But, uh, yeah, I thought very good. Uh, and I'll do another one here. Another movie I saw in theaters released uh, Christmas time. Uh, Ferrari from Michael Mann. I saw this as well. Yeah, so uh, just incredibly well made. Uh, you know what the best part of this movie is? There's multiple scenes of accounting in this movie. <laughs> so that was very interesting. Where it's like, open up the books. I want to see where this transaction went. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, just a, way more business than uh, maybe you would expect, and that's fine. Uh, but so much about uh, this guy's life, and it's and it's really just it's a uh, it's a new thing where they make these biopics, and they're not really full biopics. They're like a snapshot in time, and this is just this uh, one period in time where uh, Ferrari might not make it, and they kind of need to win some win some races to sell more cars and. Uh, you know, Ferrari's personal life is maybe starting to fall apart. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought it was really good. I love the, uh, when they actually do show the racing, it's super intense. And I think they do a good yeah. job of not the making sounds. it. Yeah. They do a good job of not the making it the incredible. whole movie. Uh, so it like really stands out. Um, and yeah, I just love watching Adam driver do his thing, especially, you know, he's putting on a, uh, not a fat suit, but he's, you know, he's got some makeup to make him appear fatter, and he's definitely playing an older person and <laughs> playing an entirely different character. And you still know it's him, <laughs> but you also know it's a different character. And uh, and then Penelope Cruz is also great in this movie as as the yeah, that's a that's a powerful woman. Yeah, and yeah, she she kept the books, so you know that was great for me. Uh, really. Yeah. <laughs> those parts and then yeah and then patrick, down over there, Andy. Patrick, patrick dempsey playing italian is is good too it's like uh I, he's, yeah i know he's one of those guys who actually is a real race car driver so they needed some authenticity i was saying to my parents i saw it with them uh i wouldn't be surprised if a couple of those cars were his yeah yeah that'd be nice uh i enjoyed it it's definitely not a big action movie like you would might Paul Ford versus Ferrari an action movie. There are racing scenes, but this is also a slower moving movie. Uh, that is very well done, but don't expect it to be this huge, loud Ferrari movie. It's it's more artsy than it is a Michael Bay movie. Yeah, and, and it's about the guy who owns the company and not the race car driver. Or it's like yeah. those guys are kind of to the side. They're not the main characters. I don't want to say too much. I don't know if this was a big surprise to you, Andy. I certainly had no idea, but that specific crash, that was nuts. Uh, yeah. No. And again, I don't want to spoil it. Uh, holy crap. Uh, yeah, I did not see that coming. I thought this was like, oh, a little bit of drama is going to happen here. What's going to happen? And then, oh, shit. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, of the, that time, like, uh, there was a crash in Lamar where like the car goes flying into the stands and uh, that was very horrific. And I had never heard of what were they called? Like La Mille Yeah, some race Mille, in Italy. Yeah. It was like a thousand miles uh, across the countryside. Pretty yeah, nice. Yeah, so it's like Lamar. Uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed that movie. I thought it was good. It's something I would rewatch again when this goes to Paramount or Peacock or, or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, I, I thought it was a good thing. All right. Well, Tony, you want to get in there? Yeah, I'll, I'll knock out a couple really quick just because they're just movies I've seen a lot. But, you know, obviously, as we know, it was the Christmas season, so I watched a couple of my Christmas favorites. And one of them, of course, being, that was, like I said, I spent a lot of time at my cousin's house, so they were watching these movies. So we watched uh, Christmas Vacation, which obviously – Great film. Probably my favorite Christmas movie. One of my just favorite movies in general. So obviously I always really enjoy watching that. And then uh, The Santa Claus. You know, that's always a, a great one. Uh, Scott Calvin is The Santa Claus. So it's uh, That one's also like a sentimental movie in a way too. Because it's like, we and we were just talking about uh, 
Judge. I, and mean, I, just, I, I saw that movie in theaters and I must have been uh, five years old. Oh, yeah. Right? I actually really like yeah. him in that movie because just how he's just like, you're crazy. And then all of a sudden you actually like see him come towards the end where he's just like, oh, my God, you are him. And it's like he's like freaking out because it's like the way of like, you know, psychologists think like, you know, it's science and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, but uh, I mean, I feel because, you know, in that movie, they, you know, they mention how it's like, you know, they tell Charlie at a young age that like Santa Claus isn't real. And that's like the decision of, a, you know, the psychologist and stuff. But it's also like, I feel bad almost for kids these days because it's like, at what age do you think now these kids realize he's not real? Because it's like it's so much technology now that it's like, I just feel like kids are having cell phones when they're like five now. So this on Christmas Eve, I was with my cousin and her family mm-hmm. and she has three kids that are like, you know, already past Santa age and then the youngest maybe still. Yeah. And she's like, I, I don't know. I actually don't know if they all are pretending that they still believe or not it's like it's funny like they don't they don't want it and i was like i think you don't want to tell your parents if you already like figured it out you you don't want to just go ahead and tell do you guys know what age you i i said that i saw a kmart sticker on my toy from santa and i was like hmm (laughs) weird i don't know about that what uh you know what's funny is like my mom always did some fun stuff with with me and because i'm an only child so it'd be like you know i'd wake up in the morning and be like me and my mom and dad and you know, everything was from someone different. Like everything, it would be like two Anthony was from Santa and then it was two Anthony from the elves or two yeah. Anthony from Rudolph. And it was like, like well, she did fun stuff like that, but my it dad is. dad would do that and say from Philip Rivers. Oh yeah. Be like, no, he can't. <clears throat> that actually is funny. But also if you were still believing in Santa Claus during the Philip Rivers era, Andy, that's a, uh, you gotta, you're believing in that magic no, think, though. That's basically believing in Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I was, it was fun, but I feel like I know what you're talking about. I feel like, uh, there was a point where it was like the last couple years. It was like, I started to realize, but I feel like it was, I want to say it was like first, second grade or something like that. Like, right. I definitely feel like I still believed when I was like in kindergarten, maybe first grade, but I feel like, cause you know, actually, you know what? I know for a fact, I still believed in first grade because <laughs> I don't know if your guys' elementary school did fun stuff like this, but, uh, we'd go out to lunch, uh, you know, the 45 minute lunch, 50 minute lunch, whatever it was. And it was during March and we'd come back to the room and the teachers really went out of their way to do all this. Desks would be all over the place on the ground, all over the place. And there'd be a message on the wall that was like, this is blah, blah, the leprechaun. I was just in here. I've hid fool's gold and I've destroyed your room. And it was like, so I was like, I think you've told that story recently. And then I realized, no, you told that story when we talked about leprechauns that I listened back to, to prepare for the best. Oh yeah. 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 It's (laughs) like, that's why I've heard that recently. I like that story because yeah. it is, it was cool because you'd walk in there and you'd be like, oh my we God, the leprechauns were here. I did not here. have that. That would have been, yeah. Yeah, I went to school up real. in Chapman Hills, which a lot of people don't even yeah. know where that is, but uh, it was a, a newer school with, I'll tell you what, I saw my first grade teacher, I'm surprised she was able to do that. She was an older woman. I mean, I have to assume she was in her Get 60s. Maintenance guy to come in. Yeah, I don't know who, how they do that. Yeah, fun idea for the Santa Claus and they've <clears> gotten two more movies and two more TV shows out of it. Um, now, I have something to contribute to this conversation. Okay. That I was going to bring it up, but one of the Christmas movies I watched this year, because I didn't know you could even find this on streaming. Maybe they just added it, but they have a Ernest Saves Christmas on on there. Okay, and it's like I don't remember your favorite. I don't remember this movie at all, but I know I watched <clears throat> it a ton as a kid. Uh, Ernest Saves Christmas came out in 1988, I believe, and uh, I think Santa Claus kind of ripped off some ideas of this movie because the premise of that movie is Santa Claus needs to retire and find his replacement. And uh, Ernest is a cab driver who picks up Santa Claus and ends up helping him find his replacement. And I'm like, this seems very similar to what uh, <laughs> is going on in this Tim Allen movie. Did they did they watch the Ernest movie? Um, maybe because the time. I mean, you forget Ernest was a big deal. In the, I don't think I've ever seen that. I don't even know who the hell Ernest is to he be honest. Wore a jean jacket. It's a very big deal. Uh, and then he died, but that's very sad. But yeah, he had to find the replacement of Santa. And I'm like, I mean, a very different movie, but it <coughs> has some similar ideas. All right. Where are we doing next? Uh, I've got one more, so I'll wait if one of you wants to. How many did you, more do you have, Sean? All right. So Sean has one left. <laughs> didn't, <laughs> didn't pick up. Uh, let, okay, let me do. I've got two here that are both on Amazon. <laughs> And I, they don't have ads uh, as of right now, but maybe they will soon. So uh, the first one I watched is uh, Saltburn, which uh, came out in theaters not that long ago. And I almost went and saw it. 
Uh, but then I saw like, oh, it's coming to Amazon like right before Christmas. So I uh, decided to, to hold off and watch it at home. Uh, very much looking forward to this one. The second film from Emerald Fennel, her, her first film, Promising Young Woman, was my favorite of that year, which was the COVID year, but still, uh, I really, really like that movie. Um, this one's got uh, our guy, Barry Keoghan. Uh, it plays a uh, Oxford student in his freshman year who's um, not not coming from a rich family, just a, a poor kid who got in on a scholarship, uh, trying to make friends. He eventually befriends uh, a guy who does come from like an upper class uh, background, and uh, towards the end of this year, um, his, his his father dies. So the the rich friend uh, decides to invite him for the summer to go hang out with him at uh, the family estate, which is called Saltburn. This giant, you know, back in England they they have real houses. Like we have some big houses here in America, but in England we have these massive giant estates, <clears throat> and they give them names. They've been passed down across generations. Um, so yeah, he, he goes there for the summer and some weird shit happens. Uh, one of the things I liked about this movie, it took place in the summer of 2007, which was uh, the year after I graduated high school. So there's a, there's a lot of references to that time period. One of the criticisms of the movie is some of that stuff was uh, out of time a little bit. Like they were watching Superbad at their house. And they're like, oh. well, Superbad came out in theaters, but it wouldn't you couldn't watch it at your home. Uh, and there are also some songs in there that like uh, like Flow Ride is Low. Like that song came out. That song became a hit in the spring of 2008, even though it was released. And it's like, okay, that's fine. Uh, there's also a song from Cold War Kids that I hadn't heard in like 10 oh. years. And I'm like, oh, I remember this one. And it's a, it's a local Orange County band. So that was. Uh, are they? Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, that was neat. What part of Orange County? I think it's, a, it's not Fullerton. Oh, that's um, cool. Well, they're from the general area. Um, but that's all I have. That's the all the positive I have to say about this movie. Uh, very disappointing. I don't know what the point of this movie is. It is super disgusting. Um, and not like in any good way. I like, you know, weird horror movies that have disgusting things happening. Um, this didn't do anything for me. It's like, oh, it's pr- provocative. I don't know. Um, I did not like this one at all. And I'm usually someone to defend almost every movie. So uh, there you go. I, I, I talked it up for 30 seconds to a minute. And now I'm saying it's bad. And you don't need to watch it. And don't watch it with uh, family members. I'll say that. That's a warning to you. Okay. Um, I didn't myself. But like just saying, be very weird. That would be uh, some, some weird looks. So uh that is Saltburn. It is available on Amazon Prime. And for the next 29, 27 days, you can watch it without ads. But I would say ch- don't. Okay. That was a very <laughs> all-over-the-place review. Yeah. That's yeah, a, pretty good. It's an all-over-the-place movie. Now, the next one is another Amazon movie that uh much better and much more family-friendly, I would say. Um, it's called The Burial. And it came to Amazon a few months ago. Uh, not a lot of promotion here. Uh, starring Jamie Jamie Foxx and Tommy Lee Jones. And uh, Tommy Lee Jones, is a, I feel like, I thought he retired. Uh, but he's still out there, still doing his thing. Uh, in this movie, Jamie Foxx is playing Kramer's lawyer, basically. Um, oh. You all remember you remember Kramer's lawyer? Jackie Childs. He's basically playing that The black dude? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's basically playing that He was that in a character. commercial not too long ago, I feel like. like oh, yeah. Who touched his bomb on? I didn't touch his bomb on. Um, but he's, yeah, he plays a personal injury lawyer who always wins for his clients and, you know, puts on a show during trial and Tommy Lee Jones plays a, uh, an owner of a a number of funeral homes, uh, who is trying to sell them off to like a big corporation and ends up getting screwed. And so he goes to Jamie Foxx to like, will you be my lawyer? And he's like, well, I don't really do that kind of stuff. But basically the whole point is that, uh, this was in the the court case is going to be in the deep south uh, in a county where it's 75% black. So he wants to get Jamie Foxx's lawyer, even though it's not his specialty, he doesn't practice that kind of law, that he knows he would do a, put on a good show for the trial. So uh, it's a fun courtroom movie. Uh, you know, two great actors that know exactly how to do what they're doing, do their characters. Uh, you know, you love to see Tommy Lee Jones. We're not, we're not going to have him too many for too many more years. Yeah, so. he's, how old is he? 
probably 80, maybe late 70s. Um, but like I said, I thought he was retired already. I was like, I haven't seen him in a, anything recently. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it's 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 uh, it's enjoyable. It's not going to win an Oscar, and that's fine. He was born in '46. So late, almost. yeah, late seventies. Oh. <clears throat> but yeah, that is that is the burial. Um, All right, Tony, you have one more. Yeah, how many do you have? I just have one. Oh, you want to go then, really quick? Because mine might be a little long. All right, I'll be uh, fairly fast because Andy already covered this, and the season has kind of gone now. But I watched the holdovers on Peacock. Yeah, Kids who stay back for their fancy boarding school and don't get to go see their family. He has to stay and kind of watch them. The unlikely uh, pair start to bond as they realize they're not so good. It's fun. I, I like that it also covered uh, New Year's Eve because I watched this on like coming up on it. Uh, it's definitely not for most people our age, I feel like, but I enjoy it. Um, I feel like older people would, especially if you were, I feel like they really did a good job covering era in the 70s. Uh, so, older people like that. Um, I enjoyed it. Well, you might tell And while I was watching this, in fact, I had read that he would like to play the villain. He is the double seven. Uh, so that's on Peacock. Two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Very good. Yeah, the audio was was uh, pretty rough there. Was it? Yeah. yeah so it was... I mean, obviously, where it's it's lower quality, but you had some dropouts too. Um, but oh boy. <laughs> I think to summarize there, it's on Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the holdovers. Yeah, we're gonna See, work. Andy, that makes me think oh, it's that's, not yeah, my computer. Great. What are you, yeah, what are, you, what are you doing right now? This sounds like a thousand times better. <laughs> I haven't done anything different. Uh, if you were hearing what we heard, what we've been hearing, the last two minutes compared to what you've just said just now in the last ten seconds was night and day. I don't know. Nothing has changed. Wow, that's weird because you sound great right now. <laughs> but well, yeah, hold on. Yeah, I don't, you I don't want to close this out, Tony? We got it. Yeah, all right. Yeah, oh, I, got, I got one too. Yeah, so. Andy's got one more, but I'll go really quick. Oh, so I thought Andy. you'll enjoy this, Sean. So I finally saw Die Hard. Yeah, and uh, it's funny because, like, uh, similar to your guys' reactions, my cousin and her husband had the same reaction when I said I've never seen it, and they're like, "We're changing that." And you know what's so great? is that we watched it on a, she had a portable DVD player. We had to whip out the DVD and it was, it was pretty, uh, pretty funny because it was a throwback because it's like, you know, you have the intro and then it's like play movie or skip to chapter and like all that stuff. And I was like, Oh shit. Like this was really a throwback, but, uh, I, I must say I enjoyed it. And I think what I really enjoyed too, was I don't think I ever realized obviously, cause I've never seen it, but that Hans Gruber's professor Snape. Oh, yeah. And so, I right away it's that he's got such a distinct voice that right away I was like oh that's Professor Snape isn't it and he's just he is an enjoyable bad guy I, have, I think I feel like I've heard you guys say before that isn't he like one of the favorite bad guys ever or something oh yeah definitely iconic I think people always bring him up as the go-to like terrorist yeah and because he's got such a way about him too and then when he's able to like intellectual pretend that he's yeah. English and or like American and acts like he's one of the hostages because they never knew each other's name. And then, of course, you've got the dad from Family Matters that's just like, you oh, know, yeah. a great cop that's like has this hunch the whole time. And then you get the the the, detent, the guy that had a breakfast club in detention comes over, right? Was that him? Mm -hmm. And he's all like, no, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And it's like, he's like, I got a hunch. That guy's a cop. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. That is like cops do have maybe that lingo together. He's like, he's too smart. He knows what he's talking about. But uh, cool movie. Good movie. And I was talking about this with Andy last night, Sean, because uh, my cousin was like freaking out because she's like, they're having this. Uh, and she's seen the movie before, but she's like, oh, they're having this office party on Christmas Eve. Don't they have families? And then it's like we're watching the Santa Claus and their office party was also on Christmas Eve. And I was talking to Andy about it, I just feel like maybe that was just a thing in the 80s and 90s was it was common to have your Christmas office Christmas party on Halloween. I mean, oh, wow. <laughs> 
on Christmas Eve. Oh, you really want to get ahead of it. <laughs> well, you know where my mind's always at. What's the countdown telling you? I don't know. Eight, uh, nine months? Uh, we're getting close. The invitation to the holiday party. Yeah. It's a costume party. <laughs> Damn it. It's just so funny how just quickly, yeah. All right. Well, we've already had some well, good ones on I this. I think we have a couple of clips here for the best of Yeah, right. we've, we've had a good episode here on this one. And wow. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed the movie. I'm, uh, I've also heard, I don't know, I guess you guys can uh, uh, jump in here. I've heard, this is the second one good? Okay. Andy says bad. no. Okay. I love the third one because it's got Sam Jackson. So yeah, I've, I've heard different yeah. things. I've heard the second one's really good. And then I've heard the second one's not good. So I the guess. The second one has more of the uh, Ghostbusters guy. Uh, they're flying. They're in the plane. The guy that's the, the alien guy. Um, the guy with the red hair is a reporter. Oh, who like is like kind of a dick and gets punched in the face at the end. Um, he's a bad guy from Ghostbusters too. Yeah, but he uh, he gets stuck in a plane because it's a terrorist attack the airport, and they got to circle the airport. And it's like he's just a great bad guy. I, I heard he's back for Ghost the new Ghostbusters, so that that's cool. Oh. But Wait, is that the bad guy with, that's in the painting? With no. the long hair? No. Yeah. Ghostbusters two. 1, the EPA oh, guy the shuts him down. Man, it's been a long time since I've seen yeah. Ghostbusters 1. Also since I've seen the second one. But the second one, I feel like he was so iconic. He's just like the long oh, yeah. hair, creepy guy. And he was like in the painting. <laughs> that's what I remember. But yeah, that was uh, that was what I've been watching. So I think uh, Andy's got one more here to finish us off. Yeah, I got I got one more, oh, yeah. and uh, I already had a negative review for something else. Now I got another negative review. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aqu- Aquaman too. Uh, I I watched this at three o'clock, and I was nodding off watching this movie. Uh, so that's not a good sign. Uh, so I, I think I used this analogy uh, before to talk about football. I think in reference to the Chargers end of the season here, uh, but. What this movie reminded me of, uh, the production of Aquaman 2 uh, felt like uh, the last month of senior year. You know, when you didn't have to do anything? Oh, yeah. Uh, As people know, the DC universe, the current one, is ending. There'll be a new one starting 2025. This is the last movie as part of that uh, storyline here. And nobody gave a shit. And I think they just goofed off. Jason Momoa is not playing a character. He's just playing himself uh, and just having a good time. He's drinking Guinness throughout the movie, which is weird because it's like, (laughs) I don't think Guinness and the ocean go together, but whatever. Um, And he has a story credit, too. It's like if if Jason Momoa is crafting the story of her movie, I don't know how good it can can be. Um, But it's like it's all over the place. Uh, It's ripping off other movies. There's like Lord of the Rings stuff in this movie. Uh, there's a there's a volcano layer where the bad guys are all we- wearing like matching outfits, and I'm like, this is just Austin Powers. Like, what is going on here? This is uh, is it is weird. And I, I like that first Aquaman movie. I didn't really like, but it was a huge success, and it just felt like they just gave everyone a check, and be like, hey, go fuck around and goof off. Um, and yeah, and the fact that this is I mean, James Wan, like a horror legend, produces all these big hits and everything. That this was his movie. And it's like, I can't imagine he paid any attention. He's just like, yeah, do what you want, Jason. <laughs> it's your movie. You're Aquaman. Have fun. Uh, but yeah, it's it's bad. And I, I usually defend a lot of these superhero movies that don't do that well, like Captain the Marvels and stuff like that. But can't defend this one. Not not a good one. I think I was over actually at a, a friend's house a couple uh, – because that's another thing I guess I did during our little break was I actually went on a pontoon boat – a friend invited me on a Thursday and she's like, Hey, we got this pontoon boat. We got extra people. And it was one of the days the last week or two weeks ago, I guess it was before Christmas where it was raining. It was that Thursday before Christmas. And it was, it started raining the moment we got out there and it was like, Oh boy. And it's a pontoon boat. So it's like the guy even said, he's like, yeah. So unfortunately it's like, you need to have the weight distributed. And it's like, so I'm like, well, fuck it, dude. I only know like two of these 12 people. Like I'm going to, I'll go over here. So I was like, but then it did stop raining, but then it was like, it was a good time. But uh, I was going somewhere with that. Oh, yeah. So when I got over to my uh, friend's house before we went over there, uh, her boyfriend was actually watching uh, Aquaman, too. So I was looking at a little bit of it, but I'm not paying enough attention. But I trust your knowledge of it, especially because you are a Marvel guru. A lot of people go to you for the Marvel. Well, this is a DC comic. So yeah, what did I say? Marvel? Yeah, but yeah, it's the same thing. It's all comic books. 
But yeah, no, right. James Wan can make horror movies again. Let him do that. Oh, well, very good. Uh, I think that'll wrap us up for episode 357 of the Tony Stick Podcast. Sean and Jason, we have Bernie. Yes, thank you. And Tony Cat. Yes, thanks for listening and have a great 2024. Woo. We'll see you later.